And the show started. We're live. Welcome. Welcome. We're back, baby. Uh, Steed just moved to a new place. He just gave us the tour. Um, we spared the listeners that because uh, that's not good pod. They're not ready for it. They're so. not ready for it. Yeah, I would. And agree. I haven't finished. Like, I got to build a shoe rack. There's so much more to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once Steed builds that shoe rack, then we'll do a virtual uh, audio audio tour of your new place. Yeah, that that sounds good. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be entertaining. And informational. It'll be like MTV Cribs, but if you never got to see anything. Yeah, and if the guy on Cribs had no money. (laughs) God, did I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but I hated on Cribs uh, the gorillas one time. Maybe we did talk about this. Whatever. The gorillas one time did an MTV Cribs episode, and it was just a cartoon. And I'm it was like, animated? Yes, it was animated. I'm like, this is so <laughs> that stupid. That is so stupid. I would have changed the channel. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did not dumb. watch the whole thing. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That that deserves the bitch what segment right there. 100%. If, it, Shut up, if, if we were doing bitch what in you know, circa 2005, that would have been a perfect example of it. I don't know what their concerts are like, but if it's anything like that MTV Cribs uh, thing, then no. So I think I haven't actually been to one of their concerts before, but I know somebody who has. Yeah. And um, the, there's musicians on the stage, but it's completely dark. And then they have the like animation going on the video board. I see. I see. So it's the actual guys that make the music are on the stage, but you don't really see them. It could be other people, though, too. They could just have stand-ins. I mean, that's what I was told. I mean, yeah. We could YouTube it sometime. <laughs> no, there's no way of knowing. So <laughs> uh, what's been going on with you guys? I was going to say, this past weekend, on uh, Friday, I actually went to a pumpkin patch. Ooh. We were celebrating a birthday in the household, and um, not a lot of social distancing going on there. I'll tell you that much. Oh, gee. Um, oh, I had my wing out. It was Friday. I think I got there around 10 to 6. You know, the sun's just starting to kind of go down a little bit. It's that time of year. Yeah. And you couldn't find a place to park. I mean, it was nuts. There were so many people there. Big crowds, big lines. So I wore a mask the entire time outside, which just felt straight up weird. But, <laughs> I mean, the, I couldn't believe that. I guess that's a popular thing to do. I haven't done that since I was probably in elementary school. Yeah. So um, it, there were certain things about it that had, like, nothing to do with the pumpkin patch, per se. Like, there was, like, um, pig races. Um oh. There was a haunted house. I mean, I did the whole thing. I, I did the hayride, which hayrides are like overrated. Not as <laughs> yeah. much pumpkin spice flavored products. A lot of action. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only thing I didn't do was take a pumpkin home with me. <laughs> I feel like that's the whole point of the pumpkin patch, isn't it? It is the point. Paul, so I thought of you, actually, because there's this like little field that has... It, there has to be over a thousand pumpkins. Like There's so many of them in this field. I just wanted to bash the shit out of so many of them. <laughs> like At least the ones I could pick up, and for whatever reason you popped in my head, I feel like you would do something like that. Uh, if you started, I would follow. So, I'm not going to like cause the outrage of the smashing of the pumpkins, but if you were already smashing them, then I could like scapegoat. I could just blame you for it while I had all the fun. And there's like nobody moderating over there. Like there's um like this. T- it had to be at least ten feet tall, like cow statue. And all I wanted to do was go on top of it and get a picture of it. And there was nobody around who could have stopped me. There was just no way of climbing up there that was safe. <laughs> But I feel like that's something that there was no sign that said do not climb on the cow. But I feel like that's something if you get busted, you get kicked out or like a lifetime ban or something. But what that's that doesn't seem too bad of a punishment. Getting banned from a pumpkin patch, you are gonna leave. Hey, I've been kicked out of a Taco Bell. No, um, I... <laughs> what was the place I got kicked out of a public pool? I mean, add pumpkin <laughs> patch to the list next time. Yeah, you got to add that to your resume of. Places you've been kicked out of. Yeah. Concert. Forgot about that one. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. the key is just to get kicked out when you're already planning on leaving anyway. Yeah. So it actually would have worked out because this is when we were like about to leave. Like some yeah. people got a pumpkin. I just didn't. It, so. Yeah. You, Walmart pumpkins or Jewel Osco pumpkins, way better value. Cool grocery store. Yeah. I So here's a, here's a pumpkin hack for you um, coming from my mom. Who actually was just here a second ago. Actually, she still might be here. She might be cleaning something. If you clean the outside of a pumpkin and then bleach it, don't cut it open. Uh, Pumpkins can last years uh, inside your place. Like if you use it as a, what my family will do, and my family mostly being my mom, is you can get the pumpkin and then paint it. So like maybe you get a white pumpkin and then you, you wash it, bleach it, and then you paint it. And it literally... My sister lasted almost her whole, uh, I think it was the whole time she was in her house, which was two years. The pumpkin, when she was moving out, uh, it started, was starting to get a little soft. Uh, but you can use it as a decoration for that long. It's just crazy. It must be some bacteria that eats it on the outside, you know, that's normally existing in the ground. But if you kill that, then it just survives for a long time. Did she have like um, separation anxiety when she had to get rid of it? Like it was like Wilson well, the volleyball. Or we something? painted we painted the Ole Miss logo on it, and we just gave another gift to my grandma, uh, and it has her dog painted on it. So my grandma had the last one for like over a year, I think maybe like a year and a half before it started going bad, until we gave her a new one. Uh, so little life, little pumpkin life hack for you. That's a nice pumpkin hack. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, nobody asked, but we appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. I will say with Smashing Pumpkins, not the band, uh, Brian, Bryn Flakes, a big, oh my God. big fan of, of Pumpkin Smashing. We were, we were, oh we were in Ole Miss. This is when we were in Ole Miss like two years ago. He, we were walking past a pumpkin patch and he was, I, I could say he had a few drinks. I think that's fair to say. And he grabbed just a pumpkin and just his first initial reaction was just to grab it and throw it in the street. And these girls started screaming at him. Um, yeah. Um, well, it was not only a pumpkin patch, but it was a church's pumpkin patch. <laughs> that is valid. In that the Bible valid. Belt. That wow. is very valid. That's ballsy. 
It is ballsy. <laughs> it was after it was Thanksgiving. Cool. It was after Halloween, if I remember right. Um, or was Halloween I? Or was, was I wrong about that? It was. Yeah, I, I believe these pumpkins were about were not going to be lasting for much longer anyway. It didn't have much use. Yeah, uh, maybe they would have donated some to the needy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what the church was planning on doing with them. Yeah, it seems suspicious to me. Yeah, chalk it up to you know church losses. They yeah. account for a certain amount of pumpkin loss every year. Exactly. They write that off in their taxes. They know what it's about. What about NATO? How do you feel about NATO? I never, met NATO. I never met NATO. I never met NATO. I don't talk about people behind their back. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say that. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know this guy named NATO, NATO Jacob. Um, Paul, what's been going on with you? Um, well, I moved. Oh, yes. The move. The big move. Yeah, yeah I moved like two miles down the road. Um. I learned uh, once again that couches are heavy, mm-hmm. and I don't like carrying them upstairs. And that was my moving experience. Yeah, I remember one of the most annoyed I was I ever was. Um, I had futons. I think futons and pull-out sofas are even worse a lot of times because they have a lot of mechanisms in them. Yeah, there's that, more metal. Yes, more metal. And I had this futon that I had it at college and it was a decent futon for for what it was like as far as futons go it's fairly high quality and i we brought it to my sisters or my brother i think it was my sisters in old miss so it traveled down there this thing was so heavy and we it had moved maybe like three different locations and i said i know i had this is my futon i don't ever want to see this again because this thing is so heavy and i know if it comes back we're gonna have to bring it down to like the basement whatever it was sure enough I did not think it was coming back. All of a sudden, my sister comes back from school and they're just sitting in the back. And I was so pissed off. (laughs) And I'm like, why is this here? This thing, like, I get that, you know, it's okay, whatever. They would just throw away this futon, which was fine. But it was brutal carrying this thing. Because, and then it, part of the annoying part of the futon is it, it kept bending as you were trying to if you're trying to carry it places, yeah. it kept like folding. They don't like to stay upright. Yeah, they don't like to stay upright. It keeps folding on you. And then it like, once it folds, it can't make the turn down the basement stairs. And then you have to like bring it back up, refold it up, have somebody hold it while some, you know, it just, yeah, I, I'm not, a, moving gets old pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I have one of the, one of my couches is a futon too. It's a newer one. So it's more modern. So you can fold it in half and carry it. Like Ooh. it knows what you want to do. Fold the cushions down, fold it in half, and you can, it's a it becomes a square. First class. Fancy boy. Yeah, it's it's pretty fancy, you know. I'm living a life. I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I have eleven foot ceilings now. Uh and I feel like a king. Save that for the tour of your place, dude. Oh yeah, I shouldn't give too much away. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do a Chubstep email before we went too far here. Please clap. People can email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. So uh, this one is actually, I read this ahead of time. A lot of times I don't. Read I'm glad I did because I had to reach out to our boy Face, uh, official lawyer. So this, <clears throat> the subject of this is uh, attention. Chubstep resident lawyer Face. It is Shamrock. So Ride I'm going to read dirty. this story, and I have confirmed this is a true story. So I, uh, <clears throat> I got Face's advice. We'll hear it out, and then I'll tell you what Face said here. So. Hello. Over two years ago, I gifted my then boyfriend a substantial amount of money so he could buy a house. On the letter I gave him to submit to the bank, I enclosed the amount relationship to him 
and customary phrase, the gift doesn't need to be repaid. After a month later, he broke up with me and said he would pay me back after he closed on the house. Something didn't go through with the bank, so he typed up a new letter for me to sign, and he changed my relationship to him as fiancé. So he would have more assurance that it would go through this time. Shocker, he closed on the house and never paid me back. Now I'm wondering if I have any grounds to ask for my $5,000 back. If you think I can go ask for it back, how should I go about doing so? Should I charge him on Venmo or ask him nicely? All advice is welcome. Sincerely, a girl who wants her money back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's not jump change, man. <laughs> no, it's not jump change. pretty funny. It's not jump change at all. I, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a quite a gift for a you know a, a significant other to ask for or for you to gift somebody else. I mean that's that's quite an ask and quite a give. So I'm going to tell you what what Face said, and then I got to want to hear your guys' thoughts. This is again you know chubs up lawyer Face here. He said, "Is this real?" Reads like a law school uh, exam question. <laughs> so. <laughs> So uh, he he sent me some do's and don'ts of first-time homebuyers. So I'll read some of the do's and don'ts. To be fair, it's a little bit late for her um, because this has already been happening. This is for future ones here. Yeah, she's screwed. It says, do get a signed statement from the gift giver. Do remind gift giver to keep a paper trail. Do get the money in advance and know how to seasoned and how seasoned money works. Do understand the monetary limit of gift funds for tax purposes. And here's what not to do. Don't tell the lender. Don't tell the lender the funds are a gift when it's a loan. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> don't change or add money without explanation. Don't assume all loan types uh, allow down payment gifts. Don't neglect the mortgage because you have no money in the game. Uh, so that's what it says: do's and don'ts. So obviously, some of these things uh, did not happen. But then I'm going to go back to what Face also said here. So he said it sounds like the guy committed mortgage fraud as he listed the girl as his fiance. Uh, for his mortgage to go through when they were not engaged. Maybe she does have a chance. So he said that um, he does like the Venmo request idea, and then an alternative to blackmail him, she could blackmail him and say that he will turn him in for mortgage fraud, um, but he doesn't recommend that. That would be a worst-case scenario, something he would not recommend. Is there a downside to blackmail? Um, karma, I just think, baby. I, yeah, karma... karma I, I did ask him, side note, I did ask him for some dating advice uh, so that this doesn't happen again or future. She said, uh, he said in the future, she should just date a lawyer because then $5,000 would just be chump change and they won't be asking for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the plug. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate Face uh, probably out and also the email here. But what do you guys, so... A said, "Start maybe start with the the Venmo request five thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would start it. Yeah, and I would make it public so that everybody else could see. Uh, yeah, I would just and and even though people can't see the amount, you can type it out. The five thousand dollars I lent you that you said you would pay me back. <laughs> yeah, start, That's a good start. Yeah, and then I would go straight to blackmail. I yes, and I think this is where here's what you always want to save your nudes, right? Any nudes you're getting, save this is a good time to save those. S- start sending those out along with any sort of, you know, 
recommend just <laughs> send them letters <laughs> and and you know some of the nudes you have you know anything and just yep. say the reward is five thousand dollars otherwise release them to your family something like yeah that. best way is i was gonna say release the nudes to the family not just yeah. the internet like don't put it on google or something no you that's gotta, no it's bad and it's I'll, i'm sending your uh penis how picture are you, how are you doing that though email i'll email how, how do you have their email addresses because you were dating them you got their grandma's email. So? No. <laughs> what? No. You don't have your Sigo's grandmother's email? I had a Sigo for many years, and that was the only email I had. Ooh. Mm, maybe a better. You could easily easily go through her garbage. After a holiday, their grandparents would have sent them a, yeah. you know, a card for the holiday. Their return address would be on the card. Now you have their address. Boom. That's there how you, you go. Do it. There you go. I like that. Nobody keeps address books anymore either. I've kind of noticed that. <laughs> yeah, they're just in your phone, I think. Or just mail. Like, who sends mail? Send your email signature. I would. Oh. You could also try on Facebook. Sometimes you can find somebody's email through that. Or, yeah, that's the way. Here's an, other, another idea that I just had, you know, come off the top of my head. There's a lot of those kind of scams uh, that are going around. Um, like the, there's one right now for Netflix. It's like, oh, yeah, you have to update your Netflix account info. Otherwise, we're going to shut down your account. And then you enter in the info and it's just a scam. People just get your credit card info. If you could find the email, like a lot of this is based around, I'm assuming she knows her ex's whole family's email, like you're saying, Steve. Assuming she knows that, um, go ahead and just start scamming them. You know, get that $5,000 oh, back. For the money back, yeah. Don't even bring up the mortgage thing. <laughs> yeah, just email <laughs> email scam them. Just email why are you scam. scamming their family and not them? Oh, I guess they don't have five thousand dollars. So that's why. Yeah, he put all the money into the house. I don't know. I don't like where this is at. Start with the Venmo request. After that, hard blackmail. Um, Ace lawyers don't recommend it, but it's a last resort. But he put it in there. He put it in there for a reason. He put that in there for a reason. That's right. I was going to say, instead of emailing a podcast, which we do appreciate, by the way, maybe um, make your story a little bit more um, depressing and then try a GoFundMe and then just delete that guy. Put that guy on blast. Oh, Steed's in uh, Greece right now, it looks like. Yeah, it just moved. I told you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I would say put the guy on blast on on social media. This girl's pretty funny on social media, so I think that would be a good call. and then just see if you could, yeah, do a GoFundMe. By the way, uh, speaking of GoFundMes, off the record, we still are looking for our Wahlburgers funding. I did not get any Venmo. JRADZ3. J-R-A-D-Z-3. I'm looking for Venmo so we can go to the Wahlburgers people. Come on. All we need How to raise is $20. Dollars. wonderful Eve live <laughs> podcast from a Wahlburgers. We don't get 20 <laughs> Yeah, come on. $20 is all we need. Uh, I will. I did find a funny thing. Uh you know, speaking of spams, scams, spam, spam is a type of scam. Sure. So yeah, my grandma keeps a whistle next to her phone. Oh, just, okay. just, just for when I found this out tonight, just for when a scam call comes her way, she answers it. We'll start talking for like 30 seconds and then just blow the whistle into the, into the phone. I love it. That's an, <laughs> she she gets so pissed off at these people that she just yeah just blows the whistle. I usually just hang up, but she wants to go the extra mile and blow the whistle in there. <laughs> Gonna blow the whistle. Just blow the, and and they're they're probably microphones. Where, had, yes, exactly. Microphones only go so loud. 
Yeah, but I'm sure it's they could have it low or whatever. The key would be, I don't know if she's doing this, but talk really quiet so they had to turn up the headphones. Yeah. And then blow in yeah. the Yeah. That's a good idea. It is aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I but like it though. Sends a message. Yeah. Don't mess with grandma. This is about the thrill of wearing another man's skin, feeling his innermost wants and desires. And being in control of his every single move, that's how you get off. Now, don't you guys want to get off with me? I gotta. I want to open an active discussion. Okay. On safe Halloween practices. Okay. To not get diseased. Okay. I was throwing this around at work, and we came up with a ring camera on a fence post. Uh, and kids ring the ring camera and then you just throw candy at them from. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I like this. And if you want you can dress up as Nick Foles while you're doing this. Oh, nice. I feel like if you want to be accurate, Nick Foles, if you want to be like, be able to throw it anywhere and maybe just throw it over their heads or throw it like, you know, way short or way to the right, you could dress up as Mitch Trubisky. And, oh, uh, that would actually be funnier. You have a little more room for error. Yeah, you, well, you don't even have to make an accurate pass and nobody <laughs> can get mad at you. You can just start throwing it all over the road. <laughs> make those kids run for it. Yeah. I like that idea. I do like that idea quite a bit because everybody knows that the bowl does not work. You can't just leave out the bowl of candy. I mean, no. that, that'll that last you five minutes. Well, then everybody goes away. Yeah. <laughs> that, you, what some people want. But you kind of want the interaction of if you're gonna if you're gonna give out candy, you just give out candy. I don't like the, I don't love the idea of just doing it just to do it, right? Yeah. Last like last year, I dressed up as uh, Dennis Reynolds, dressed up as uh, Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon. Oh, nice! And I was giving candy out to kids dressed as that. They loved it. Did you do the Australian accent? Uh, some kids got the Australian accent. Other kids got uh, just a normal accent. Because of the implication. You know? Buffalo, New York. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> Buffalo, New York. They're like, what are you supposed to be? And I didn't want to explain it. So yeah. I would just say 80s guy. Yeah, 80s guy. <laughs> we were like, oh, I get it. Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, the racist guy. <laughs> no, no, him in the 80s before that. Yeah, when he was cool, the yeah. kids are like, I'm nine. And I'm like, get, you just get off, get the fuck off. <laughs> Take this candy, get out of here. Yeah. I, uh, I I like that idea. Was that your only idea for the social, because I do like that one. Um, I also have, uh, you're only allowed to have sex with people if you keep your mask on. Like Ooh, a Halloween okay. mask. Kind of like, like a costume. Those- so you go to a costume party. Yes. And you see, like, somebody wearing a Jason mask. Yes. And you're like, I want to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. And you're wearing, like, let's say, a Joe Biden mask. Yes. So then you have sex with that person, but you keep your mask on. Okay. At all times. Uh, I'll try anything once. Yeah. So speaking of It's Always Sunny, as you were just talking about there with Dennis, I mean, they they did play this kind of out in an episode, and it's a dangerous game because you don't know who's in that mask. Yeah, so that's half the fun. I see, I see. (laughs) I mean, Halloween, you know, for some people out there, the fun night, 
you go do some wild, crazy stuff. Yeah. Why not mix it up? And they have not, I've not heard one thing about coronavirus being an STD. Exactly. So it can't go through the peen and the ween. Yep. But it can go through the mouth. Correct. Mouth to mouth. M to M. M to M. Yep. So avoid not M for men. Yep. M. Not M seeking M. <laughs> yeah. But mouth to mouth. Yes. Exactly. I, I Steve, I like this um, idea. I think this is a safer thing for couples, <laughs> you know, uh, adult couples of age that are looking for intercourse. Keep the masks on, right? Let's keep the mask I, on. I, I really just want like people, you know, maybe they're they're a single parent and they have some kids at home, and the kid opens the door and it's, uh, yeah, like I. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some crazy people wearing masks. I don't feel like I want to subject a child to that at all. And the kid comes in and they're like, oh, my God. And for forever on Halloween, they just got to relive that horrible memory. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's Joe Biden. (laughs) Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You opened a bunch of presidents. Um, Yeah. I I assume it's going to be a big presidential year. That's Um, true. That's true. Yeah, election years, you do get a lot of presidential uh, costumes, especially because it's right before <laughs> the election. Be that would be funny to me. Halloween is kind of built to be safe in a certain sense just because everybody is wearing a mask a lot of times, right? Um, yeah, everybody should be okay. Yeah. And you're not getting – you're never getting that close. Well, yeah, the MLB playoffs are going on, so maybe you toss up like a Snickers or something and just hit it with a bat. Ooh. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> just then they oh, yeah. do it with the butterfingers and they get it. It's all just in a million pieces. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want some candy? Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> what's like a what's a good candy for that? Like maybe like a I feel like you'd still crack like a jawbreaker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, so you got to get like entrance. a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> yes, wiffle ball would be perfect. And I'm trying to. Yeah. What would be a good thing to just hit, you know, I feel like any of the chocolate things wouldn't be that great. So I feel like you need, you know, something yeah, like else. Maybe like a pack of gummy bears or something like that. Swedish That would fish. be easy. Those would be pretty easy. Yeah, Anything you, that absorbs You don't want it the, too hard like a jawbreaker because if you pull that thing and line drive into a kid's head, good point. Uh, you're, you're going to be liable. Yeah, we're going to be calling face Versus, again here. You're going to jail. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good point. So you keep just... Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: you have to be good enough, though, Pat, to not just keep whiffing. I, I don't, I'm not confident enough in my ability that I wouldn't just whiff half the time because otherwise the kids are just gonna be sitting there laughing at you. You're gonna be the laughing stock of the neighborhood. Yeah, that would be tough. Okay, so you get like that kids' wiffle ball bat that's super yeah. fast. Oh yeah, you know talking idea. about it. it's yeah. got the flat yeah. side. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the flat yeah, side is always funny. Of those <laughs> things. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, and just hit it to them. I agree. Some sort of soft candy. They'll enjoy that. And then they'll have fun chasing it, too. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Steve. Good call. It's going on. Halloween, full go with these ideas. Full go. Full go. Also, I think um, something safe to do with also the beer helmets. If you want to drink, do the beer helmets. Just slip it under your mask. The little yeah, straw. that is more sanitary than non helmeted beer too yep exactly because you're not constantly like grabbing it putting it down other there people drink out of it on accident nope perfect none of that. we set 
I mean, I was going to talk some sports, but we kind of just said MLB playoffs happen. You know, we mentioned the quarterback change already. So. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we kind of did it uh, subtly, if you will. Yes. Yes. That's called. Stuff. I will say though, I'm getting kind of tired of having a heart attack every weekend, but <laughs> I'm still glad they keep winning. <laughs> I have no idea how the Bears are three and zero. It's wild. Yeah, you know, it, it, I I agree. For anybody, you know, this is the first three weeks of the NFL season for us, and it's been just in the first three games. Whatever happens the rest of the season, these games have been insane. Every game easily could have been the other way. It easily could have ended the other way. And they just happened to win all three. It was very crazy. Yeah, I heard the Bears are going to win the division. Big if true. Big if true. <laughs> true. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, only, only podcast that have the Bears winning the division take. Maybe <laughs> yeah, ever. So let's uh, do a Billy Bob Thornton movie review. Yes. Yes. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor, once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. Yeah. It's funny because I mean, you know, we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino. So, uh, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a the guy who was six five, and shrunk him down for the f- movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God damn it. I mean, seriously, what is he's he a dwarf? Of course he's that f- short. That's. What kind of question is that? Am I on f- acid? All right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this one. From 2006, it's a remake from a 1960s movie. 2006's School for Scoundrels. Oh, this is a big one. <laughs> have you seen no, this? Sorry. This one's huge. I've seen, uh, I've seen parts of it, at least. Okay. I've seen the preview. Yes. So this is directed by I'm- Todd Phillips. So Todd Phillips is actually a pretty big director. He directed Road Trip, Old School, all three hangovers. I only like the first one, but he did all three. Um, and he recently did The Joker, a very different movie than the rest really? of them. But uh, so anyway, big time director. He directed this. This is a pretty insane cast. So I'm going to read you down this cast right here. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. People know him from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, oh, yeah. Mike, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, people know him from The Scorpion King. Uh, they, uh, (laughs) but no, everybody knows who he is. He's also, he's in a million things, but he died. Uh, he was actually married to Amarosa. Did you know that? I don't know who the guy is in the first place. You will hundred percent. No, look up Michael Clark Duncan. He, uh, he's, he has like the deep, he has like the deepest voice in the world. He is, he has the deepest voice in the world. Like I can't even do an impression of his voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. The green Um, mile. Yeah, I know. It's, Green Mile is obviously the one it's that people a, know him if from. If you ask Jared, it's the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah, it's the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah. I really like him better than Scorpion King, the Green Mile. Um, <laughs> so he was married to I'm Omarosa. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, and it's all these movies, and Scorpion... Oh, no, there's the Scorpion King. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he, has a big, he has a big slash across his face. He has big scars on his face. Um, he died. 
He was married to Omarosa at the time. His family, there's like a rumor going around from his family, like kind of a conspiracy conspiracy theory type thing that she had something to do with his death. Uh, there's Ooh. no there's no evidence to that, obviously, but that is a crazy kind of little thing. His family does. It's weird does when not your like family her. is saying that. Is her family? Yes, his family does not like her. You know, kind of like uh, you look at um, uh, Tiger King, kind of like Scorpion King here. Tiger King, uh, the guy, you know. Carol Baskin's family, the guy, the, her ex-husband that died, her family, that family did not like her at all either. So, you know, they were part of the reason they were saying uh, she killed him. Anyway, Sarah Silverman is in this. Do you guys know Sarah Silverman? Uh, David Cross is in this. Tobias. He's Tobias in uh, <clears throat> Arrested Development. You know him? Oh, yeah. Matt Walsh, uh, he is in a, he's one of those guys you would just totally recognize if you saw him. He is uh, he's in The Hangover. He's in Old School. He's in a lot of the ones this guy directed. Horatio Sands from SNL. Do you know Horatio Sands? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there is uh, Todd Luizzo, and another guy I just recommend uh, recognized. He's from Jerry Maguire, High Fidelity. John Glazer, another guy you just recognized. He's from Gay Robot. Paul Shear, Andre from The League. Uh, you'll know him for his Andre from the league. Ben Stiller. Uh, people know him from Happy Gilmore. Uh, I don't know if you ever <laughs> Ben Stiller. Um, <laughs> Louis. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, Louis Louis Guzman is in this. I love Louis Guzman. Actually, if you go to my Facebook page and you say how to pronounce my name, it's Louis Guzman. Um, if Louis Guzman, people know him from Community. He uh, in the show Community. No, so it actually is funny in the show community. They used to have a they had a statue of him out in the <laughs> in the front of the place. And they like said, "Oh, Louis Guzman went here." Does like a bronze statue of Louis Guzman, um, <laughs> but he's he's good in so many things. Um, then some other people in this: Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory. Uh, oh yes, Aziz Ansari. He's in this as well. This is like one of those rom-coms where you just have every actor but known to me. You know what's crazy? These guys were not that big back then. They were all like, these have very minor roles in this. Most of these guys have very minor roles. Um, but you know who has a major role in this? Uh, Noel Guglielmi. People know him from Chubstep. He's been on Chubstep, one of our guests before. Yeah. He is, uh, shockingly, he's playing a gangster in a subway scene. <laughs> one of the guys uh, is forced to... Um, initiate a confrontation and he does this on a subway uh with these two kind of gang guys um you know and he tells them he's basically going to kill him you know so he just gets beat up basically by <laughs> by talking off Noel Guglielmi um but yeah people can they check out Noel, Noel that script and he's like uh fucking done yeah <laughs> yes exactly I think he says what's up homie I think he says that to him <laughs> um pretty classic Noel line Here's, so here's what the movie's about. Do you guys know what it's about, Pat or Paul? No. Yes. Okay. So the movie is about uh, Napoleon Dynamite is in college, or like he's graduated college. Oh, wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I started to cut you off, Paul. I just <laughs> okay. had a thought, Jared. Yeah. Uh, is it the plot of this that uh, Billy Bob's teaching this guy how to date? That is part of this. And then he tries taking the girl. Yes. Have you seen this movie? And it ends on a plane. I do, honestly, I the ending. <laughs> I, it's actually been a little bit since I watched it. I rewatched like a bunch of scenes from it. 
Um, but I can't remember the exact ending. Oh, cheater. I think I did see this one, actually, now that we've been talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's a, forget, a forgettable movie, from what I remember. It I don't is think a, it was that funny. It was like Bad Santa-ish. Yes. There, Jared, save your breath. Well, thank you. So, no, you guys are 100% right about that. I thought this. he tried to have sex with Napoleon Dynamite's mom, though. Uh... No, so you guys are confused. This is and this is what's confusing here. This is what you guys are talking about. Th- this is one hundred percent basically exactly the role of Mister Woodcock, uh, which is what you're thinking of right there, where he's having sex with the guy's mom. He's having sex with uh, Stifler's mom from uh, Barracuda Pie. So here, so this it's literally Billy Outhorn's character is literally his character for Mister from Mister Woodcock, but it's like him as a teacher and he basically he teaches people how to not be how to basically be successful in life and what his interpretation of that is this is basically a bunch of guys join this class guys that are kind of nerdy kind of have no um, kind of pushovers i would say the biggest word for these guys is pushovers it's basically like people just walk all over them and so what he does is he gives them confidence and gives them the ability to kind of like talk to girls or um, you know, ask for a raise or to not get bullied or th- things like that, right? So that's what Billy Bob Thornton's doing, and he's doing it by being a douche. And Michael Clark Duncan is kind of his right-hand man in all this. So they'll even do scenes where, um, uh, like, they were going to pretend a date, and Michael Clark Duncan dresses up in a wig so they can date him, you know, just to try it out. So, like, and they'll do, like, a paintball match, and it'll just be like, yeah, they can't wear masks and it's every man for himself. And they're just trying to like toughen them up and they have to like do different tasks throughout the thing. But you are right here. One of the things is that so John or John Heater wants to do this because he wants to date this girl that's in his building. And the girl, uh, you know, is not really that into him. He doesn't know how to talk to her. So he finally gets confidence to start doing that. And then Billy Bob Thornton starts dating, like wants to date her now all of a sudden. So that's kind of the big conflict in this movie as well. Mm. So that is uh, the movie. Uh, There is, you know, here's what I'll say. The movie is a little bit forgettable, but rewatching the majority of this movie, there's actually a lot of very funny parts. Um, This ridiculous scene. I have a clip for it that I'll play here. What was the first thing you did when you were born? I don't know. Anybody? You screamed your asses off for what you wanted. And what did you want? Okay. The tit. You wanted the tit and you got the tit. Trouble is, I don't see anyone in this room who's willing to scream for anything anymore. I want the tit! Well, see, that's better. That's what I'm talking about. I, I like this guy. Yeah, it seems kind of sweet. And, it, like, basically that's how he kind of talks all the time. He's, like, very, like, brash. And it's just, like, it's so ridiculous. The whole movie is so ridiculous. I I think that it was one that maybe went a little under the radar. It's not amazing. But really, I would say it's very watchable and an enjoyable kind of lowbrow comedy. that Billy, But better than some of the other ones Billy Bob Thorne is in. It's actually going to be top tier for me. Um, because it's, wow. it's just, it's not an amazing movie, but I think it's something that's good for what it is. That's what I'll say. 
Now, is it on the same scale as some of Todd Phillips' other movies? Not at all. But I think it's better than it probably has in people's mind. That's what I'll say. Top tier, Davy Crockett on the Alamo scale. I did have a uh, a Tanzania news if you guys want to get to that. Totes. Totes. Pat, you're going to like this one. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that the infection is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Uh, here's a little positive new, new, uh, news from Tanzania. We have a lot of negative news. This is actually some positive news. <clears throat> um, do you guys know the Dickin Medal? Yep. <laughs> I knew Steve did. Um, but it's actually a medal um, is established 77 years ago to reward non-human creatures for bravery in battle. What? Yes, it's called the Dickin Medal, which horrible name, uh, but I'm sure it's based on something else. So, so in like America, that would be like a dog who goes in and drags somebody out of a fight. Yeah, or and and I, and I haven't looked at the past reward award recipients, but I know there's been some crazy animals in history that have done some things. Have you guys ever looked up the story of that Polish bear that fought in? Uh, man, I, I don't know if it was World War One or World War Two, but there was really hope one. I think it was one. It, Steve, look, like, this story is insane. For anybody that has not looked this up, um, I'm going to pull it up real quick, just so I can confirm this. Uh, let's see. Years of service. It's, it is World War II. Um, it was, his name was Wojtek, Syrian brown bear. And, yeah, he passed away in 63. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he was born in the 40s. He was a, he was a bear that literally he would sit, like, in the trenches with people he, they have statues of him all over Poland now. They have quite a few statues of him. But W-O-J-T-E-K, you can look up this bear. Corporal Wojcik. So they, um, I don't know how we got involved in the thing. I don't, I don't, again, I should probably look up the story a little more. But the, the essence of the story, and people can do their own little deep dive on this. The essence of the story is he became kind of like the symbol for the Polish army. And I think he ended up joining... Um, I think they were on the uh, American side, kind of like the Allied side, and <clears throat> they would. He would sit in the. He would like drink beer with people. Uh, he would smoke cigarettes. He would transport. Um, he would transport like big things of ammo and stuff like that. He would carrying like big crates of ammo, and then he would basically just follow the soldiers and whatever they did. He said, like he he could carry the amount that like four it would take four men to carry, and <laughs> he would do this. And he was in the war for a couple of years. They actually had to make him an official, like the the government wanted to pay for him to be there, um, and so they had to make him an official member of the army. So that's why they made him a corporal, uh, so that they could actually use you know the military funding to pay for his food and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but he would carry That's what rank I was. So I was as competent as a Polish bear. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, so then in 1947, he eventually went to a zoo where he lived the rest of his life. Uh, but prior to that, uh, yeah, he was in the army for like a couple of years here. Uh, yeah, he was in there from 1943 to 1945 with the Polish army, but most, mostly with like artillery groups, he would just, you know, transport stuff with them. 
but it's a pretty crazy story. So I'm, he might have won this award 77 years ago, but if not, I would have voted for him then. But here's the story of this from Tanzania. There is a giant African pouched or pooched rat named Magawa, which a giant rat sounds horrible. Um, yes, it <laughs> but uh, Magawa is the first rodent to win this award. He discovered 39 landmines across the former battlefields of Cambodia. Wow. Yes. He was bred and trained in Tanzania, and he likes bananas and peanuts. Uh, That's very nice. Yes. So something he can do. So apparently rats are smart enough to be able to sniff out things like mines, and then also they said tuberculosis, which is a random series of two things that are not related at all. Uh, but rats have the ability to do that. And so this they were able to this rat was able to find 39 mines and so once they found them then they could go and disarm them and so that people want to get hurt, you know, in the future. And so this rat from Tanzania won the award. That is impressive for the rat to do that. So wait, is it like a physical award like do they get a medal? You know what it doesn't say in this article. Um yeah, cuz I'm like because what where, would you do with that? Where do you that? put that <laughs> after that? I'm, you know I'm what? looking at it. it looks like they get a so, medal. In this picture that I have of Magawa, he's actually wearing a little, like, leash uh, on the rat. <laughs> so they could just put the metal, if it's tiny enough, just on his little leash, um, like on his collar. He, <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe we've been using rats the wrong way in, in Chicago. Maybe we're just using them for, maybe we've got to, you know, reverse the system here and start using them for good. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, initial awards for this, the first Dickens winners. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three. The first three winners were pigeons. <laughs> nice. Then you get a dog. This pigeon flew nine hours in bad visibility, heavy weather, and strong winds, leading to the rescue of a ditched aircraft in 1943. Wow. What a hero pigeon. That's insane. <laughs> like, what? Come on. What a, what a pigeon. That's amazing. Yeah, no kidding. That's wild. All right. Well, look at this. Is uh, it's pretty crazy when you see these how impressive animals are. I think I'm just used to like pugs that don't really listen to anything I say, so I just don't think that animals have that ability. Um, <laughs> we kind of forget that they can do a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, that's true. Especially like birds. You don't think like pigeons. They they can just leave. They have no obligation. To yes. You think they just be like all right, bye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a pigeon of all birds. It's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the rat of the bird world. I mean, it's just kind of like a, a bird that's sitting on the ground that you try to, like, move out of the way when you're walking and, you know, they're eating crap off the ground. It is interesting to think of them, like, being trained and finding nine hours to save somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah, they deserve everything. And that was their only hope. They're like, what do we do? And they're like, we got one pigeon left, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send it uh, out. If you get that desperate, yeah, you are in trouble. Well, yeah, this is. I feel like that you could do a whole podcast just on the Dick and Medal Award winners. I'm curious, you know, yeah, what what the actual medal is, who gets, you know, yeah, does the little animal get this award? I would hope that they get that, or maybe it goes on their they grave. Just pin it into their skin. I do like that idea. Just pin it something and plant it on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, good news for Tanzania. So email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail dot com if you want some more advice, thoughts on things. Um, I think we helped out. You know, the girl who need, needs to get her money back. She's going to get that. So new episodes every Thursday. Rate the show on iTunes. Uh, five stars, ideally. 
and follow us on Instagram, Chubstep Podcast, Twitter, Chubstep Podcast. The show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.